Hey, it's Monique. Welcome back to the podcast, or welcome if this is your first time listening. This is the Brown Vegan Podcast, episode 153. And with this show, I love to present veganism from a practical perspective to help everyday people go vegan in a way that feels good to them. I also enjoy sharing overall wellness topics and vegan entrepreneurship topics because this is so much more than food. It truly is a lifestyle. Don't forget to come hang out with me on Instagram and on YouTube. I'm Brown Vegan on both of those platforms. So yes, I hope you're having a great day. I'm back with another conversation for you. I have Najla T on the show. She is a realtor and the founder of Good As Green. So in our conversation, we talk about, of course, why she decided to become a vegan, that whole transition, that whole journey. And then, of course, we also talk about behind the scenes of her business, like how she was able to grow it, doing pop-ups and catering and just kind of like word of mouth and how she was able to like build her business that way and how she made the shift during the pandemic and all of the ups and downs that went along with trying to ship perishable food during that time and just the ups and downs of that. She has this a vegan crab cake that's called the grab cake, which I think is like much a much more fun name for it. And we just talk about that as well as her plans for the new year and how she was able to overcome a domestic situation that wasn't the best for her, a toxic relationship, and how she is not going to hold back at all in 2022 and beyond. So as always, this was a fun conversation. Y'all know I love to keep it fun and cute. As always, of course, the show notes and everything mentioned in this episode can be found at brownvegan.com. If you're enjoying the show, also be sure to go to Apple Podcasts and rate the show five stars and leave a comment so that I can read it on a future episode, letting us know how much you're enjoying the show. And of course, it helps other people to find us, which is important. We got to spread this vegan love. Also, don't forget to go follow Najla on her Instagram. It is Fierce Fit Vegan Realtor. And I'll make sure that I link that for you as well. So yes, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into the conversation. Veganism was very far from my mind at first. It wasn't something that I thought I would ever be. I was vegetarian for a while. And I kept saying, I was like, I don't know if I can do veganism. Like I was like one of those people when People are always saying to me, I don't know if I can do that, but I didn't say it to other people. It was something that I just thought in my head. I really complicated it. And I was just like, pizza is my thing. So I was like, I'm never going to find any vegan pizza. This is eight, like more than eight years ago, but I'm like, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to be cool with me and vegetarian, figure it out. I was pescatarian at first. And then I was like, let me commit to being vegan. I mean, I'm vegetarian at the time because I said, you know, I, I just want to focus more on my health. And I also was severely anemic growing up, like really mm-hmm. bad, always had just issues with my iron levels. And I just remember like people like especially doctors or just healthcare providers always saying like, oh, I don't think that's a good idea, especially because, you know, you need the iron from the meat. So vegetarianism is not a good idea. And one, I found really good pizza and that was like my turning point, but also veganism was, it felt like the next step for me, but I just didn't know how to go about it. I didn't know what to do. It seemed very complicated, but I did at that point, I was really, really focused on my health and preventative measures. A lot of my family members were, they have now passed, but at the time they were going through chemotherapy and cancer treatments. And one of my aunts was, was going through a holistic approach, 
but it was kind of too late. And I was like, you know what? I need to focus on my health. I need to focus on it now. And I want to be preventative as opposed to reactive. Right. So I dove into my vegan journey. I read The Comedic Diet and I just started veganizing the things that I really love eating. And the first thing was pizza. I had to find some good vegan pizza. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you pack it? Did you find a packaged pizza or did you just try to like find a recipe for it? No. So I'm originally from Jersey. So okay. Pizza's a big deal. And I was working in New York and, you know, you got to find good New York pizza. And at the time, you know, Daya was the cheese to be. And I didn't really know anything else. But the way that this is Two Boots Pizzeria, shout out to them because they really helped to kind of open my mind. Like there was pesto, there was two different types of pesto, there was like just vegetables, but also they had the vegan cheese. And I was like, I always had to get pizza without vegan cheese. And then I had to put it on there later. So to go to a place or to go to a pizzeria and be able to have an option was, was a really big step for me. And I was started to see like, oh, okay. Like there are some options out here. I think I'll be okay. Yeah. I think we all have that moment in which we were like, okay, I can do this because I felt the same way about ice cream. I was like, there's no way. I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this if I can't have good ice cream or macaroni and cheese. I was like, this this is not going to be for me. But once I figured that out, I was like, okay. It was at that moment I realized that it could be a lifestyle change because I think initially I was thinking about it as I wanted it to be a lifestyle change, but I was thinking it would be more of like, oh, I'm going to do this for as long as I can. I don't really know what this is like this unknown feeling that Mm. keeps a lot of people from even starting, you know? So yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Yeah, me too. And and we all have those things. Like everybody has a food that they're like, (laughs) this needs to be veganized and then I can do it. That's how I feel. I just feel like as long as, you know, the spices are there, as long as the flavor is there, I'm telling you, I haven't, it's been eight, literally my veganversary was January 1st. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I was like, I'm going to commit to it January 1st. This was eight years ago. So I'm like, I haven't looked back ever since. Yeah, you know what I love? Okay, see, I love when people come on here and say that because a lot of times people are like, oh, you know, I don't like New Year's resolutions. They're fake, you know, but so many people decide to go vegan for the new year and they keep at it. Yeah. So I think there's there's something there to that. It's something for that. So what did some of those early meals look like? I want to know, or were you somebody that cooked a lot? Like, how did this look for you initially? I've always cooked for not just myself, but like my family and my friends. I've always just been that person. When I was little, I kind of pretended that I was, you know, doing a cooking show. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> you know, put myself on the island in the kitchen and like talking to nobody because I mean, me and my brother are 10 years apart. So it's funny. I'm kind of like an only child, but not because I'm the oldest. So Mm -hmm. I still spent a lot of time by myself. My parents worked a lot, but I did, you know, I always cooked. Like I tried to make it a point, even some of my failed dishes, my early, early failed dishes. (laughs) My family was very supportive, but they'll also let me know too. But my early dishes were interesting. They were filled with a lot of... Substitute products, of course. You know, the Comedic Diet focuses a lot on fruits and vegetables and adding, you know, fresh produce to your diet. So 
you know, part of veganism, the diet is a huge part of it. You know, the other components of the lifestyle, you know, I I had to kind of get acclimated to all those things. But I was like looking at companies and I'm like, oh, I'm I'm not doing the right thing because I'm going with this company and this company isn't ethical. So like in the beginning, it was a lot of like Morningstar. Yeah. (laughs) I think Gardein had just come out and they had the, I had the early packages. And it's so funny. I started posting. Instagram was super new. And I started posting on Instagram and Twitter at the time. I was heavily on Twitter. So I was posting like, I'm making this dish tonight. I would make a lot of pastas, just a lot of carb centric, substitute heavy dishes. And then I started trying to incorporate just vegetable based things. So just trying to figure out, okay, how can I use a carrot and make it taste kind of bacony? Like that's how. <laughs> Girl, did you ever figure that out? Because I have not even tried, never tried that. Because in my mind, there's like no way that you can make a carrot and bake it taste the same. Okay, so I will say I can make a good, mean, smoked or or like smoky flavored carrot. Like that's what, that's what we're gonna look <laughs> okay. See, that, that sounds better to me because when I hear bacon, I'm like, and I know most people probably like that. This is like that one thing that when non vegans say it, I'd be like, okay, I agree. But I'd be like, why y'all be y'all just go too far with some of this stuff? <laughs> and you know what? I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna lie. My that's my thing with the carrot dogs. Like I'm so sorry. I'm so 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 sorry. <laughs> I love my lifestyle, but we take it too far with the carrot dogs. Okay, we're this is just too much for me. <laughs> <laughs> we do, girl. I have never had it because of that. I'd be like, when I see it, you I know Dante told me forever ago. He was like, No, it's good, it's good. And I'm like, you, I'm like, no, that's a smoky carrot. <laughs> like you just exactly. said. I have the same argument with him because he gets so like he's very he's he's like, I'm telling you, you haven't tried it and you have to, and I'm like He's passionate. <laughs> He's very passionate. But I'm like, yeah, no, I don't want, because I like mustard and relish. That doesn't belong on a carrot. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, it's, it's not giving. <laughs> do you like, so do you have any, uh, speaking of hot dogs, like the field roast hot dogs, any of the brands that are out there that you like? I think, what's the other one called with the guy with the mustache on it, on his face? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh my God. Why is that escaping I know. me? I know what you're talking about though. It's escaping me. I'm a field roast when it comes to those packaged. Me too. Yeah, that life, I'm a field roast life when it comes to that. But there are some new brands that I'm, I'm going to try in the new year. And I'll bet I'll, I'm going to be comparing it to the field roast because that one is my favorite hot dog. Yes, it is. Upton. Thank you. Yes, Upton hot dogs. Have you had those? (laughs) Okay, so listen, I purchased it, right? And I I don't know, because sometimes I know this sounds weird because I've been vegan for a long time, but sometimes when these products come out, I still feel kind of weird about trying them. And that's why when non-vegans say that to me, I don't have much argument because I just be like, I feel like that sometimes too, where I get in those moods where I'm just like, I don't know what this is. I'm not trying this. And especially when I already have something that I, that's my go-to for certain products. I'm like, okay, I'll leave it at that. So did you like the Upton? Because my, okay, my son had it. I bought it. I didn't try it. He had it. He said the texture was a little soft, but the flavor was okay. The flavor was good. So have you had that one? I have. I feel like it's okay, but I think because I'm so set on field ropes. Like, mm-hmm. 
Field roast, it gives me the flavor and the texture. Like, literally, I've had a cookout, and you know, I, well, I like catfishing my non-vegan friends in the sense that I give, <laughs> I slip in some food, I slip in some stuff, and then I won't eat it, because if they see me eating it, they're like, it's vegan. So I won't eat it. I'll be like, oh, no, this is for you guys. And they'll be like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, so it was vegan the whole time, because you guys know I don't cook anything <laughs> non-vegan, so I don't know why it doesn't click to them. But they were just like, they were like, and one of my friends was like, um, can you throw some cheese on it? Everything is, is vegan. And they're just like, how, like, it's blowing my mind. But I did once, because they didn't have field rolls, I did once get the Upton and I tried it. And it just, it, it was, your son is right because it was like, okay, it's a little, the texture is not quite, you know, it's not giving me that, that. I don't know what it is. Like, Phil Rose Hot Dogs, you bite into it, you're like, okay, this could possibly be, you know, a non-vegan hot dog. And not to say that I want meat. I don't crave meat. But it's like, if I want a hot dog, I want it to hot dog, you know? Yes, you know? yes. <laughs> I'm like, when it came to the upset, I was like, it was falling apart. It was just oh, not. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't for me. Oh, wow. Okay. Cause I, yeah, like I said, I didn't even try it because sometimes I get like that. And so the thing about it is, it's very interesting what you said. I don't think that, at least for me, I don't dislike meat, right? I don't necessarily mm-hmm. crave it. I don't dislike it though. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I need a hot dog to hot dog. Okay. So what do you think about the argument when people say, oh, you're vegan, so you shouldn't even care about meat at all? My thing is, is it's the cruelty part of it that I think a lot of vegans are, you know, cause again, we, we, I still want those flavors. I still like those things. I don't particularly crave meat in a sense of like the blood and the steak and all that. No, I'm not. I, that's just not my personal preference. And I don't know if maybe cause I've been vegan for so long. It's just like, it's not in my mind. You know, I'm like, I know what to kind of expect when it comes to Food and still vegan food still blows my mind to this day. Like it's always things that I'm like, oh my God. Like I know I've had this before, but I'm like, this is really good. Like vegan or not, this is just really good. Good food. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's the thing. It's about being having good food, but also how I am as a person, I don't judge people. So even if I have you know, friends who are just starting out or friends that are not even, I have a lot of friends that are not vegan at all, but I'm telling you that every time we go out and we get food and maybe we go to a place that offers both, they're like, how come your food tastes better than mine? So (laughs) that's all I'm, I'm going to leave that. (laughs) I'm like, you know what? I leave that there. But I feel like, you know, the judgment, the non-judgment should go both ways. It's like, I don't judge you for your choice to eat meat. And I just don't think that, be- or sometimes it is there, you know, it's vegan, just levels to this, right? It's always people who feel like, oh, you shouldn't be doing this or you shouldn't be doing this. And I just feel like people should do whatever feels best for them. I feel like people, some people can only go as far as they can go, right? Like even when I started with the substitutes, I don't, I don't I'm not ashamed about that at all. That was where my journey began, but I was not eating meat. So like, isn't that the the end goal, right? Isn't that the, right. the point of it, right? Like, so yeah. I feel like, you know, look, every once in a while we have those, I know I have a dream that I'm like, oh my God, I ate meat and I'm like freaking out. But I'm like, sometimes 
I do crave a little, you know, I want a little bacon. I want it to bacon, you know? I don't <laughs> want the meat of the bacon. Like, I don't want that. I don't want even, you know, it's, it's been interesting because I've been finicky my whole life, though. Really? So, like, a picky eater? Yes, very picky. Very picky. And it was so funny because when I would eat chicken wings, I would not eat it correctly because as soon as I saw a vein, I'm grossed out. I'm like, I'm, I'm throwing it away, girl. That was me when I was a kid. Uh, I did not eat chicken wings. Oh, no. no, no I, used to be like, I didn't oh like scramble. God. I didn't like sunny side up eggs, scrambled eggs. Do not put that on my plate. Oh, my God. Same here. I was not an egg eater. I have not eaten eggs until just egg. I promise yes, you. Yes, me too. Me too. <laughs> well, I used to love my tofu scramble, though. I, before just egg, I used to love the tofu. I know it's not the same thing, but oh, you know. Here. So I was tofu <laughs> scrambled out. Like, I was to the point where my friends like, okay, girl, we get it. <laughs> I'm like, but it's good protein. Y'all want to talk about protein all day. Here we go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, I think a lot of times the cravings are the sauce, is the texture, is the flavor, it's all of that. I don't really even think it's necessarily to me. It's the things that we can capture with our food yeah. that a lot of people don't realize that it's an option. So yeah, I think that's what we miss, the texture and that the seasonings, the sauces, all of that good stuff. Yeah, that that's exactly what it is. That's exactly mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. So I'm not surprised at all when you mentioned that you had a cooking show when you were a kid <laughs> and you were cooking up all the food because you are incredible on camera. You really oh. are so natural. You're so, so natural. Like, when are you going to do more like videos on YouTube or just videos in general? I know you are working a lot with real estate, but when it comes to the food stuff, are you have any plans to do any of that? You know, and it's so funny. I have so much content. Like, it's it's really bad. I have so many things that I've recorded, and it's just a matter of me editing them and putting them out. Mm. It takes, so, like, for real, I give, like, kudos to anyone who has stuck it out being a content creator, because it's a lot. It's a lot. You got to live life. You got to record. You have to edit. You have to promote. It, there's just so much that goes into it. and. That's so funny. I think we all come, well, at least for me, I came to a period in time where I was just like, what am I doing this for? Because it was just Mm. like, I felt like I was doing so much and I really wish that I would have kept going at the time when I had started because it would be, it would be eight. Well, yeah, it'd be eight years now. Eight is, is an interesting number now. I really love, I really, really dub. I do really love being on the camera. I love interviewing. I love talking to people. I think that's really what it is. I have a natural curiosity. So I just really love doing that. And the food stuff that I do is part of my life. So I was like, I've always done it, but I've not been consistent with it. So I said in this year, I'm definitely going to commit my time to focusing a little bit more on, you know, producing more stuff. I just was like, I don't get, I feel like if I don't get a lot of feedback, I kind of get discouraged. Oh, Which, wow. Like, you mean like comments and stuff? Comments and that type of thing? Just like, not necessarily comments or likes, because like, you know, I don't think that that really gauges sometimes how, you know, how much somebody loves or doesn't love something, because sometimes they never see it because of the algorithms. Right. Okay, that part. Okay. I'm like, take them away, because <laughs> I know like, I, I, there's been plenty of things that I missed only because, you know, I just wasn't on at the time or, you know, they don't. They didn't post it. So I never saw it. I had to go to someone's page to kind of see it. So I don't, it's not necessarily that. I guess it's just engaging with like 
when I first, first started and I was on Twitter, I was able to engage a little bit more with people because we were tweeting after that, or we were, you know, tweeting about something that I said. So it's just like with Instagram it's different because you're not having that live engagement like you do on Twitter. And I, and people don't DM me as much like about those things like, you know, Oh, I really like this. Or, you know, there are some people though. I'm not going to discredit I'm not going to discount the people who do reach out to me because there are a, like, there are a lot of people. So let me not say that. I think it's just more like maybe me getting in my head about it. So I'll I'll blame myself. I'll take the blame. (laughs) But it's, but I think it's normal though, to, you know, put so much effort into something and not really feel like it's being received, Mm. you know, meaning people aren't seeing it or, you know, financially, you're not getting compensated for your time. So I, I understand that. I mean, it, it's a lot. It really is. And it can just burn you out if it's <laughs> it's really easy to be burnt out from all of this. So, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But you know what? You saying that kind of puts it back in my ear and puts it back to, in, in, into perspective because I said I wanted to do it for the new year. But now I have to do it now because I said I was going to do it. So I'm going to focus. So you'll see a lot more stuff from me for sure. As you should. You definitely should. And you know, what? I want to talk about Good as Green, too, okay. because I know that you started. When did you start? Was that eight years ago, too? Or was that more recent that you started? Uh, no, Good as Green was officially formed in 2016. Okay. So what made you decide to start? Because you would do the pop-ups, right? You would do pop-ups and just talk to people about vegan food and then serve them, right? Is that how you typically did it? Yeah, it was a whole journey because I started doing meal preps at the time. I worked in the gym. I taught dance fitness classes. And a lot of times people would just be like, oh, my God, love your energy, love everything. And then, I, you know, I looked good at that time. So it was like... You look good now. Please don't. Don't. <laughs> Thank you don't. so much. But, you know, I was like, I was in the gym every day. <laughs> so it was like almost all day. And then going from gym to gym, kind of, you know, teaching the class. So it was like, I, you know, that was my life and that was all I lived. And I was so excited about veganism at the time, but I still wasn't one of those, you know, one of those people. (laughs) I don't, you know, like, again, anytime somebody's excited about something, I don't think I'm those people with anything, not just veganism, just in general. Like I'm excited about something, but I'm not like shout it from the rooftop. What are you doing? Let me show you. But I was really, really excited about veganism. I was excited that I, because I didn't think I would be there. So I was there. And then I was excited about all the like creative foods that I was coming up with. Like I was just exploring more things. And I was learning that a lot of these, these labels, I've always read labels my whole life because I had to eat halal growing up. So I've always read labels. But then I started to learn a little bit about like just, you know, sneaky items being you know, in food. And I'm just like, wait a minute, hold on. Like, I can't even have that. It's not about it being halal or anything like that. Now it's about, you know, is there hair in my food now? Is there like, there's just so many things that I had to, you know, look at. So I was just excited about, you know, educating people about just adding vegetables to their lives because, you know, you grow up and, you know, I I don't know if you experience the same thing, but especially as a picky eater, but on top of that, you know, vegetables were like an ill thing growing up. It was like, ugh, eat your, you know, when to eat your vegetables, I want like nuggets and fries, you know. And my favorite vegetable was broccoli. So it was like, I'm eating broccoli and that's about it. Broccoli and corn. And most people were eating like that. And I would just be like, well, what about this? And what about this vegetable? Or even an artichoke. Like, so I just started 
showing people, you know, oh, just add this to your meal prep. And then they would say, well, I'm not even going to cook. I don't even have time to cook. I don't have time to do any of this. Can you cook for me? And I'm like, well, no, because that's not my wheelhouse. That's not what I do. I cook for myself. I cook for my family and my friends. But, you know, I don't know about all that. Like, and I just was like, they're like, but you're creative. You're coming up with like creative things. I started doing meal preps and I was just like, and that burned me out because I was just like, there was a lot. It grew like pretty fast. Like people started saying, Oh, did you make that? And I would say, just add your meat to it. You know, if you want. And then people would just start saying, I didn't even add meat. Like I didn't even need. Oh, wow. And so then people were like, and there's something to this. Like you need to do this. But I'm like, I can't like, I can't make this a business because it was hard for me to scale personally. And I didn't really know, like, you know, you, you realize like, how why they're making smaller portions for people and I'm like oh here I am with these large portions and I'm like oh my god these are expensive yeah Um, everything was expensive from the packaging to like just everything so I was like you know what if I do do a business I want to do it on my terms I want to be able to go different places because at that time I was living still in New Jersey working in New York but I was moving back to DC. So for, for my old relationship. So I was like, okay, I need to be able to take this where I go. And also I want to be able to kind of pop up wherever I want. And I want to be able to share, you know, my love and creativity for vegetables everywhere. Mm -hmm. That's how it got started. So the crab cake is the main one, the main dish that you would serve, right? Yes. My crab cake was the first. Well, it was actually, no, I'm sorry. That was the second thing. My first thing was the beet burger that I made that it was like, it was a smoky beet burger on a pretzel bun. And a pretzel bun is because at first the crab cakes didn't have, it wasn't on any buns. It was just two crab cakes with like whatever size that people wanted. And then people were just like, oh my God, this sandwich is great. Pretzel buns weren't like as big at that time. They were like, oh, like, you know, I saw them in a few places, but they weren't like everywhere. And they were like, oh my God, like, I want to get the wrap cake on a, a pretzel bun. Like, oh my God, so I started to make it a sandwich. And then it became the star of Good is Green. It's Monique hopping in to thank Raw Sugar for sponsoring this episode of the show. So we all know that it's important what we put inside of our bodies, but what about our skin? It's just as important. That's why I have to tell you about Raw Sugar's new line of deodorant made from plant-derived ingredients. Not only does their deodorant smell amazing, but you don't have to worry about aluminum, baking soda, parabens, and other yucky ingredients that you find in so many other brands. Raw Sugar's deodorant is also allergy tested and glides on clean and smooth. So I trust Raw Sugar as a brand overall because it's the only body wash that I use. So you know I had to try their new line of deodorant for another layer of freshness. Raw coconut and lime is my favorite scent right now, but they have several other options for you to choose from, including their lavender and lemon sugar and their fragrance free stick. Not only does Raw Sugar deodorant work well on my armpits, but it's also vegan and cruelty free and their packaging is simple and 100% biodegradable. Be sure to go to rawsugarliving.com to find a retailer near you. I like to get my Raw Sugar products from Target and Wegmans, but if you don't live near those stores, check out rawsugarliving.com to find a retailer near you. 
Vegan life is a good life, so you never have to worry about denying your sweet tooth. That's why I have to shout out Maxine's Heavenly for sponsoring this episode of the show. They make super soft homestyle cookies sweetened with natural unrefined sugar, and their soft line of cookies are actually gluten-free. So I know sometimes when we hear natural ingredients for cookies, we automatically think it's not good, but I promise that's not the case here. Not only are their cookies delicious, but they have so many amazing ingredients that I don't feel guilty about eating a cookie or two a day. My favorites right now from the Super Soft line are the peanut butter chocolate chunk and snickerdoodle. But I have to tell y'all that I really didn't even get a lot of the peanut butter chocolate chunk because my son Elijah ate most of the box. And y'all know he's my picky eater, so I figure he approves. Maxine's Heavenly launches their crispy cookie line in February, and I can't wait to tell you more about them once I try them. But for now, I need you to go over to Maxine'sHeavenly.com and use the discount code BROWNVEGAN to save 25%. And that's brown vegan as one word. Once again, the website is Maxine'sHeavenly.com, discount code BROWNVEGAN. I'll also be sure to include it in the show notes in the blog post for this episode so that you can click right through. What's your base? Because I, you know, there's so many different ways to make vegan crab cakes. So, what's the main your main ingredient? The crab cake is mainly made of hearts of palm. What am I? What am I calling it? I'm calling it a, like a crab cake. What are you saying? Oh, it's a crab cake with a V. <laughs> Girl, a oh my god, I've been saying it wrong this whole my whole no. this whole time, and I've had it in everything. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No, it's fine though, because people uh, and then like people started doing that because I was just saying, oh, vegan crab cake, you know, a good as crab cake because a lot of things you'll notice on the good as green menu is good as so and so because I don't want people to say like, oh, it's a so and so. No, it's a it's it's like that. It's re- it's remnants of that. It reminds you of that, but it's not that. You know, so right. at first it was good as crab cake, but I was like, no, it's good as fries, as good as everything else. But I'm going to make the rad cake, the rad cake. So it is registered as rad cake. <laughs> OK, so hearts of palm is what you use for yours. Yes. Yes. Is it heart? I, did I say I put an S on? I think it's heart of palms. No, it's heart of palms. That's, that's when we do add S in the right way. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know how we do. I know how we do. <laughs> <laughs> you know what <laughs> are you thinking about doing any more pop-ups this year because i know you stopped because of covid you know all of that slowed everything down for you are you thinking about going live as far as doing in-person events again because i we're going to talk about when you were shipping them but are you thinking about mm-hmm. coming back this year with the live events Ooh, to ship it. Oh my God. Yes. So if, you know, if Omarion and them can kind of back up a little bit, <laughs> definitely plan, like people have been asking and this, and these years have been so hard to navigate kind of like, okay, what should I do? And then every time I plan something, you know, the venue is kind of like iffy about it. And then we got to figure out how many people can come in. We got to cap those people. So yes, I, I definitely plan to, there are some there are some venues that I've been working with that are on the books and we've been talking about it, but we've been trying to kind of navigate when and where we're definitely going to do something in the spring. So even if I just got a pinch, of t- a pinch of tent outside and we have a little vegan cookout outside, we might do a vibe like that. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I definitely want to connect with people again and definitely because it was it was a, more of a vibe like the pop ups would be a vibe. Uh, people met each other. You know, especially when I would collaborate with other creatives, it's like they can shop and, you know, or, 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 
or get services from other small businesses. So it it was a vibe. And I I do miss that. I don't think we'll probably ever have anything as large and in large spaces like some of the festivals I've been at maybe for a while, but definitely plan on doing some things in the spring and summer for sure. That's dope. So let's talk about that behind the scenes when you were trying, when you were not trying, when you were shipping during the pandemic. I know you ran into a lot of issues that everybody else was running into as they were trying to get their products out to their customers. So let's talk about some of those issues. Oh my goodness. You know, it's great that I'm talking about them now because when I was in the moment, I probably would have broke down. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a lot. You're trying to nav like it's a lot going behind the scenes. There's a lot. It's a large process for me to even make the rad cakes, for me to package them and ship them out, and then just changing carriers and just doing the best that I could. Because after it leaves, you know, the facilities, after it leaves my facilities, it's in the hands of the carriers. And, yeah. you know, sometimes people wouldn't get their products and, you know, the, I am the type of person I'm like, you know what, what do I need to do? I was driving around, driving them to people. I, it was a lot, you know, as everybody probably experienced a lot of delays, but my items are perishable. Right. That was the worst part. Cause I mean, it's one thing if things are delayed, but you had to have your stuff delivered on time in oh. order for, for people to eat it. Right. And I had a guaranteed and the guarantee didn't matter because they were like, it doesn't matter because it's COVID. Like, it's just, (laughs) I was just like, oh my God. But it was just like, I was trying so hard because there were so many people that were like, you know what, even though it's the pandemic and we'll probably not have an in-person, you know, event or anything like that, we want the ride cake. So I'm like trying but it was just, it was, it was not, it, it was, there was, I would say that I'm very, very grateful for each and every one of you who purchased, you know, I really, really am. And everyone who was even, you know, patient with me during that time, because I was right. doing the best I could to correct it. You know, like I literally was like, it's coming out of my own money at this point. I was about to say, I was going to ask you that. Did you, did you lose a lot? Because I feel like you would have lost, even if it was guaranteed, they were like, oh, well, it's COVID. Did they reimburse you in any way? No. (laughs) No. It's guaranteed, but it's also not because it's COVID. So (sighs) the insurance would cover any other instance, but because they said that shipping, shipping rates, shipping times are just delayed in general, deal with it. And the fact that you have perishable items, oh, well, you should get the, you know, they were telling me basically they have this, they have this, I guess this option where you can do it with the dry ice. You can do all those things, but I didn't want to charge too much to my client, to my clients and customers. Like that's really important to me to kind of keep it affordable. And even, you know, the shipping was pretty expensive. I know people, you know, were in my inbox, like, look, I need to come pick them up. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, look, I'll try to find some pickup spots, but I'm not going to be sitting here waiting on the corner looking like I'm, you know, I'm dealing, I'm dealing bread cakes, not anything else so uh-uh. <laughs> don't leave me on the corner hanging but you know just and then it was like 
nowhere to meet. Like before you could probably meet at a Starbucks or you could meet at the kitchen. Like just things were just closed to the public. So it was so hard to even do that. So I'm meeting up with people in parking lots like, okay, meet me under L7. I'm here under this light. Like, it was wow. So how long did you go? Did you, How long were you able to kind of keep going? How many months did you, until you realized you were like, you know what, this is not going to work for right now. And people always tell you to stick it out. They always say like, oh, it's going to be rough in the beginning, but stick it out. This was a different kind of rough though. This was this was like a rough beyond like, okay, you might lose money in your first year of business. At this point, I've been in business since 2016 and I've been having pop-ups. So it's like, no, no, we can't go backwards. Even though this is a new, you know, I was hoping that people would extend grace, but I get it because people are like, you know, I got it and it wasn't here on time and I get it. And I understand people's frustrations. Like I truly do. And I also experienced a lot of my packages coming in late too. So, you know, there, and there was a lot of comparison to larger companies, you know, you have a lot of brands who, and I, and I've also ordered them too. So I get it, but I'm also like, it's just me. And this is not, you know, as much as I want to present myself as like a large company, I'm doing the best that I can. And I'm working with these carriers because I don't have those relationships with those outside carriers that can get it to you the next day. I did it for seven months. Wow. It was, it was I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah, it was seven. No, it was six months. It was six okay. months. It was always yeah. up. So I yeah, I shut it down because I was like, it's six months. I feel like that's that's fair. Six mm-hmm. months is, is good enough. And then it was also warmer. So the warmer weather was another layer that like no. Because yep. I yep. I had the freeze packs, I had everything, and it just it was yeah, that was not gonna work. So yeah, I, I gave it six months. I was like, this is I'm gonna stick it out. And I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah, and I'm gonna blame you. I'm telling you, the the packaging, the instructions, the emails, it was very, very professional. You always kept us up to date on what was going on. So <laughs> if somebody didn't extend grace to you, that's on them. They just because I don't think it's fair to expect you to be Amazon. And hell, doing this doing that time, Amazon was a mess. Okay. okay? <laughs> Thank you so much. No. That's what I was saying. I was just like, oh my God, like I wish I was Amazon. I wish I could, you know, partner with and I just wish there were more, I would say, perishable friendly delivery companies for smaller businesses. That's oh wow, it. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's necessary for sure. So even though we went through and I was just talking to somebody the other day and I said, man, I feel like 2021 was a better year, but I feel like it never happened because I'm still recovering from everything <laughs> that happened in 2020. As I know that sounds weird, but that's how I'm feeling, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, so because of this conversation for you, I know that you are having like a renewal, like a rebirth in your life after coming out of a very, you know, abusive, a toxic relationship. What do you want to share about that? I know you've been very open about it in the past and like what, not if you, whatever you want to share about that situation and also what plans you have for this new year, because I'm really, really excited for you. Like when yeah. I see you post on stories about your goals and what you want to do and how you're just going to come show up, and not apologize for anything. It just makes me really excited. So yeah, share whatever you want to about that um, time of your life. Yeah, that is, (laughs) I'm sitting here like, okay, let me hold it together. Let me keep it together. (laughs) (laughs) This, uh, that means a lot to me. I think this part of my life and and, who, I don't think I would have ever shared that in the past. But I think, and it it helped people make sense of a lot of my moves or a lot of how things have been. 
because I've always prided myself on like, no one needs to know, like I got it together. Everything's together. Everything's, you know, good, (laughs) but it really wasn't. And I was just tired of pretending. And I also was tired of protecting people who never made it a point to protect me. Mm. And I also was kind of salty about the fact that I moved back to the DMV and it didn't work out. Like I was like, wait a minute, now I'm still here. But in hindsight, it's been so many beautiful things that have happened since I've been here. So many beautiful people I've reconnected with. So in this stage of my life, I it, it, it does feel better. It is much greater. Even doing trying to do pop-ups while dealing with a narcissist who <laughs> wants to pretend like they're helping, but they're not helping me with anything at all. I kind of shut it down around that time. I would say like 2019. I didn't have any pop-ups in 2019. It was hard. I was just like, it, it was too toxic. And I pride myself on like clearing my energy and just making food with love. So I didn't feel like I could do that in the situation I was in. So since I had felt like I had gotten justice this year, it took a long time. It took forever. The courts were closed and they're pushing back all the court dates and all those things. So then I, I shared it and it, it was during domestic violence month, which is so weird because our initial court date was well before that. It was way in the summer and it kept being pushed back. And I was just like, oh my God, There were so many brave women sharing their stories and it made me feel like I wasn't alone anymore. And it made me feel like I shouldn't be upset or ashamed with myself for the decisions that I made or didn't make, you know? So I shared it and I just was not, I don't know. I just put it out there because I was just really just happy that I had finally you know, gotten what I felt like was the justice that I wanted. I stayed on top of it. And I was just like, no, you're, (laughs) you're going to jail. So I need this to happen. And I finally stood up for myself and I just posted it. And I just thought I was just like, okay, here's just another person sharing their story about, you know, something that they were going through. But then just, oh my God, my DMs, my comments, everything, everybody kind of just shared with me. And I was just like, wow, like one, I didn't know a lot of people that I knew were like, like really close to me were going through that as well. Just a lot. It was just a lot of love. And I didn't know that I needed that at that time. So I usually pride myself on being like, you know, I'm good. <laughs> I'm I'm straight. I'm a G. I don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another thing, though, because because you come across like that, you come mm-hmm. across like really extroverted energy, really fun <laughs> energy, really like I know you're like one of those people we've never met in person, but I know you're one of those people that when people meet be, meet you, they never forget you kind of thing. Oh. And so when you th- seriously, so when you think, unfortunately, sometimes and I I fall into this category too mm-hmm. when I think about it. Sometimes when we think about domestic violence, is like we expect the person to be a little, you know, a little meek and. And that's why somebody did that to them type of thing. And so I think that when you share that, and then I think I watched you on live. I think you did an interview like right after that talking about this. And I thought that was a very good point. Like, I mean, any woman could be in this situation and this, he took advantage of uh, whatever was going on in your life at that moment. He just took advantage of that. So yeah, I, I was really, I was really surprised, but I was also happy for you because I felt like it was something to get you, you felt free from that. You were like liberated from that whole thing. And that's why you wanted to share to, you know, share your story so that you could really move past it. Yes. That's yeah. yes. That was, it was like a, I don't know. Like I really realized how many people, like how a secret can literally 
cripple you. Like yeah. it, 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 it manifests in your body. It manifests in so many places that you don't, you know, you're not thinking about it. And again, I really thought I was so good at this. Like, here's, <laughs> I'm good. Like, no, uh-uh, don't, you know, everything's good. <laughs> and a lot of my friends and family were like, it makes sense. A lot of things make sense because you are a genuine person, but we felt like something wasn't genuine, like something you were holding back something. So mm. I did feel free. I really, really did. I think that's the best. I feel free now. So even just like the things that I love, the things that I like to do, not being shamed, you know, shamed for, you know, oh, you like to be extra. Like I stopped being extra. I stopped, started being a little bit more like, oh, let me, you know, quiet, dim myself down a little bit because, you know, I want to make people feel comfortable or you want to make people happy. And I've just been flooded with like so much love and people encouraging me to, you know, be yourself, go all out. Like they're like, sis, be extra, go ahead and do, you know, do you. And I just, I feel like myself again. I really do. I love that. And you deserve it. You do, you do, you do. Tell us like, yes, what are you planning for this year? Cause I feel like you have so many exciting things that you're working on, so many things you're thinking about, so many things you're planning. So what are you most looking forward to? If you can share as much as you want of that. Okay. Yeah. I, I <laughs> It's a lot, huh? It's a lot. You know, you know, I don't realize it until like talking to like, like, you know, talking it out. I'm like, oh, wow. That, that does seem like a lot. So it's, you, you, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I'm so grateful that I feel like everything that I went through in every single space of my life, I'm able to actually live all that out loud. Like I'm able, the things I love to do, fitness, food, real estate. Like I've been in real estate for years. I've been a property manager. I kind of kept all that stuff separate. Like I was like, oh, if you do this, they tell you, you have to focus on one thing. Like they always say, what is, you know, what is your going to be your one focus? Focus on that one thing. And I'm not saying that that's not good. And I'm not saying that that's not what people should do. But for somebody like me who I do a lot of things. So I feel like I'm not being authentic to myself if I don't do, you know, one thing. And I think because I spent so many years trying to like dim myself down. Now I'm like, nope, I'm doing all of it. I'm doing all of the things. thing and I'm not going to apologize about anything and I'm going to do everything good. I don't want, that's the other thing. I want to do it all well. I don't want any balls to drop. I don't want to feel like, you know, oh, are you only focusing on this? So you're not focusing on this anymore. So that is my plan for this year. That's why I made it a point to kind of like put everything together and, and, and put realtor in my name and, and leave all that stuff. Cause you know, a lot of people, they'll have their real estate page and it's all full of houses and, you know, and all everything that encompasses a home, like home ownership and renting and all that stuff. But I'm like, no, this is a part of my life. Like all of this is who I am. And I don't feel like I'm being authentic if I'm like muting another part. So in my mind, all of this is what wellness is, right? Like in my mind, it's like, you know, I care about wellness in terms of how everybody thinks of wellness. They think of, you know, the fitness and the, the food aspects and those things I've been neglecting too. I, I was a large part of me that was just like, oh my God, you know, I don't look like I do anymore. I'm not doing, you know, fitness videos anymore. Like, ugh, like I didn't feel like myself. 
And then I was like, well, if I do that, then I won't be able to focus on the food that I'm putting out and I won't be able to focus on this. And I was just like, you know what? No, I'm doing all of that. So you're going to see food. You're going to see, you know, some fitness tips. You'll see like dance is my love. I'm not going to stop doing that. I'm not going to stop doing any anything for anyone else ever again. Yes, I love that so much. That's what I love about your page because you're right. It's so easy to be boxed in and just show one thing. Yeah. And you you just put your whole personality there. So that's always good. That that shows you as like a instead of just being just another person on social media, it's like, oh, you're human, you're a person. Yeah. You show all the different sides of what this looks like. And I like that a lot. Yeah. So yeah. And I important. attract people who, you know, are attracted to that you know what I mean or who like that you know and I'm and I used to be like I want to make everybody happy now I'm like no the people who love me I love them we love each other that's good (laughs) yep that's good enough (laughs) before we wrap up let people know how they can follow you on social media or in anything else that you want us to do also let us know where you're licensed in what states you're licensed in for real estate So this year, I'm really happy and excited to kind of just share all the different aspects of my lifestyle from, you know, my vegan food adventures and good is green, vegan food tips and, you know, wellness, fitness. And my real estate is really, really a large part of my life. And everyone can follow me on Fierce Fit Vegan Realtor. I also have a website, fiercefitveganrealtor.com. And I guess, yeah, on Facebook, Fierce Fit Vegan Realtor. So I'm going to keep it all all around Fierce Fit Vegan Realtor. You can find me on most social media platforms and my website. Yes, this was such a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on. And I know you're, real, you're licensed in Maryland, right? Yes. Oh, okay. and don't forget to follow me on YouTube. Now that you said it, I'm going to have to start, you know, uploading a lot more. And I and I want to, my goal is to get 5,000 followers. Um, hey. Subscribers, right? Subscribers on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. So my goal is to get 5,000 subscribers. So there I'm Fierce Fit Vegan Realtor as well. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Thank you so, so much for being on the show. And hopefully we can meet in person one of these days. That'll be yes. great. No, let's do it. Let's make it happen. I'm so excited. And thank you so much for having me. I really, really do appreciate it. Of course. It was so nice meeting you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts to make it easy for others to find us. Also, tell a friend. Be sure to share the episode on your Instagram stories and tag Brown Vegan. Thank you so much for your support and I'll talk to you next week. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high quality favorite feels great but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything from t-shirts and jeans to sweatshirts and jackets. And of course, their legendary best hoodie ever. So you can fill your wardrobe with the pieces that will get you through your spring days, like the lightweight joggers and pullovers in the French Terry collection or the rich and polished premium slub crew tee. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, American Giant makes something that's sure to be your next closet go-to. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Find a closet staple for every part of your day at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use Staple 20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.